This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains these ingredients. Riffing, out of left field tangents, chuckles, and equal parts sincerity and irony. Guest Candice LeRae joins us to talk treats on today's delicious podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast whose definition of treats ranges from ice cream and cookies to mid-Atlantic specific meats like Scrapple. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Scrapple enthusiast Jason Sheridan. Uh, I don't know if I consider that a treat so much as a staple. Like <laughs> oh, okay, something good and reliable to have in the house. So you've completely rejected my premise immediately. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right, fine. So I'll amend that. Some people, you could consider it a treat. But but wouldn't you say that donuts are a staple as well? But they're also a treat. No, I think they're a treat. But don't you have a donut every day? Well, let's bring Scott Gardner in here uh, to weigh in on this very important topic. Yeah, I I hear what he's saying. A treat implies that you don't have it all the time. But if you're having Scrapple on the daily, then uh, it's hardly a deviation from the norm. Right. But if Scrapple is something you have once in a while, wouldn't it be sort of like a treat staple? Like as a once in a while fun staple, Jason? So there's uh, staples, there's treats, and there's treat staples. These are different categories. I th- That's what I'm getting at. But I think once in a while uh, does not imply a staple. Okay. That's fine. No, no, but that's just, correct. A staple would mean a, a staple means it's like one of your in the front infantry of treats. It is deployed yeah, the most exactly. often yeah. as an occasional thing. Right. Um, you know, maybe during the course of this episode, we'll figure out all the lanes that the foods go in. Uh, sure. We obviously have a lot of important work to do today as far as organization, as far as figuring out where things go. Got a lot of field clearing to do. Uh, it's going to be like, like pretty tough physical labor, I feel. Uh, but let's bring our guest in. I'm sure she has a lot of thoughts on Scrapple and other treats. Uh, you know her from WWE NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Candice LeRae. She's here. Hey, hello. <laughs> I'm really pumped Hi. to be here. Yeah, one of my so favorite topics. <laughs> you, you're like one of us. You know, you're very hardcore when it comes to all of this stuff. Yes. And actually, my husband has created a monster. He is really on top of looking everything up and knowing everything there is to know about everything that we could possibly eat, especially in theme, tar- in theme parks. So, okay, so. I'm, I'm an expert now because of him. <laughs> Before I was just okay, but now. <laughs> so he checks n- new seasonal items. Um, yes. So the Epcot Food and Wine yes. Festival, uh, is that something he'll know like the entire lineup for? Yes. And we will like print out the menus before we go 
and we always go in with a game plan. Like we kind of know what we want, what we don't want, because I think that when people go to something, I mean, anytime there's seasonal, seasonal stuff, you may go in and you get really pumped to eat all this stuff. And then you get ahead of yourself and you eat too much, too fast. And then you're full. So he has this completely planned out to where we don't get full too fast and we space everything out. It's a whole system he has. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. So you will have like (laughs) sort of like a book report long. Yes. Interesting. Is there a, does, do you have like a general strategy when you're going to like one of those festivals? Is there like a, you hit savory foods first, you hit sweets later? That's where it gets a little tricky because I'm a savory person Mm. and Johnny is very much so a sweets person, like the ultimate sweets person. And I, I mean, for instance, if we wake up in the morning, he's like, let's get a bunch of donuts. My, the first thing I'm going to tell him is we got to get something else because I can't just eat a bunch of donuts. That's so much sugar in so little time. So like we kind of, it works out because we will go to a stand and we're like, oh, they have a sweet thing but they also have a savory thing and we want both and we can get both. I'm going to eat more of the savory. He's going to eat more of the sweet. It's like perfect harmony. (laughs) It actually works out for us. It's a balance. We have a nice balance. Sure. Um, If, if it's just like a general theme park visit though, like if you're just going to say Epcot or you're going to the magic kingdom for a night, is there a strategy always, or is this just sort of a normal game plan at that point? Uh, I guess it depends if there's seasonal stuff out or if there, I mean, and it seems anymore, there's always seasonal stuff, but yeah, it just depends. Like nowadays there's so many seasonal options out there and it just depends on if we've had all that stuff. And then it also depends on if it is a cheat day or not, Uh, because (laughs) we can't always just go and eat a bunch of snacks. Well, he can't always go and eat a bunch of snacks, but mm-hmm. I, I like to bend that rule a bit. Sure. So Yeah. I mean, ideally we try to fit something in, even if we're not technically on a cheat day, but it really depends on if it's worth it at that point to cheat. I see. Got to be worth it. <laughs> what would you say? Like, well, what is a treat that's worth it? What are the top, like, I guess we'll probably, I mean, we're going to talk a lot of treats here, but what are the top treats? Like, what do we, like, uh, all of us, what are our top, like, if even if we're feeling like we shouldn't be eating something, but we see it, we're right by it. Me, it's like the double, like, on Main Street, if I get, like, a double scoop cone with sprinkles on the outside. We'll usually get that, even if I shouldn't. I feel like I can always convince myself that a Dole Whip is okay. I'm like, oh, you know, like, it's not really that bad. Even if it's on top of like the little pineapple upside down cake, I'm like, is it really that bad? It's fruit. It's nutritious. It? Yeah, it's fruit. Yeah. It's just fruit. It's just liquid dairy fruit. Free. I think it's, it's even dairy free. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Can't go wrong. So we don't talk about how many carbs are in that fruit, no, but it's, it's mostly. Sh- we need you need it though because it's energy. It's energy. Sugar is energy. <laughs> fruit is energy. That's a yeah. good point. The big risk is if you don't have enough treats. And the biggest health thing would be if you if your energy was low and you like collapsed and hit your head on the curb on Main yeah. Street or something. It's vital <laughs> to have all of these treats. Yeah, it's a necessity. There's a lot of like <laughs> you need something. There's a lot of lying to ourselves that goes into eating a lot of this stuff. No, <laughs> are we lying? I mean, to some degree. is it a lie? <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's a truth. There's a hint of truth. 
Um, it's a bend, bending the truth is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of you guys think before a theme park visit, like in the several days prior, I have to like be on my good. I, I have to be on the best possible diet to allow myself this amount of <laughs> cheating uh, because you know, that's like inherent to the theme park experience or do you not think about, especially because probably all of us just end up at theme parks uh, without realizing it <laughs> because we go for the moment. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, no, no. <laughs> I do not give that any thought, but I probably should as I get older. Uh, I think my treat plan is usually uh, dependent on how, like if I'm going to be there a full day, or if I'm going to be there like a half day, like if I'm going to be there all day, I find I like burn energy quick. Like I get hungry a lot. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. Like if I'm just sitting at home, like working and stuff like I don't I don't eat that many times in a day. But if I'm like walking eight to 10 miles a day uh, in a theme park. Yeah, I think I'd get more hungry. <laughs> yeah, you need more calories. Yeah, you need more calories. <laughs> you just need so. more. <laughs> uh, yeah. But since I, I, of course, usually have ice cream at home, uh, I usually like to get something a little uh, more at the park, either be it a, like a milkshake. Not that many places have mil milkshakes or sundaes or something a little, little extra. Sure. But like something I, needs to be added. You can't. It can't just be yeah. something you could scoop out of a carton. I feel the same way about alcoholic beverages. If the bartender can do something, if it's not just opening a bottle of something <laughs> I could buy at the grocery store, um, yeah, yeah. I want. I want a little flair. I want some little doodad on it. <laughs> well, let's. You know what, Scott? Uh, Scott brings up a doodad, which makes me think of an idea he's had, which will segue perfectly into talking about the fact oh. that. You worked at Universal Studios. I did. As was the, <laughs> was your official title baker, or were you in? Yes. Okay, you were. So you were a baker yep. at Universal Studios. Yep. Scott, Jeez. this reminds <laughs> me because Scott had a great idea for a drink at Universal, which I'll never forget. Oh. It's the he wanted a sugar Mister DNA in a cocktail from Jurassic the, Park, the, the Jurassic little Park character. Oh my god! Which would be the <laughs> sugar <laughs> thing with the eyes? Why, yeah. Which is, I think, <laughs> a fantastic idea. Because, you know, at, oh, at yeah. Universal, you have less opportunities to have uh, treats that look like characters. I feel like the, the Grinch sure. and the Minions have opened things up for them significantly. But I think there's there's a lot more they could be doing. Uh, and granted, oh, the properties yeah. are a little more limited. It's maybe weird to do like a cupcake that looks like an Apollo 13 console or whatever the <laughs> hell their, their properties are. Um, but, you know, yeah, Mr. DNA is sitting right there. Beloved universal character. Yeah. yeah that should be easy, too. Yes. So how long did you work as a baker? So I worked there for two years and then uh, um, wrestling was going well for me. So I did the crazy, probably not adult thing and left my baking job for my wrestling career. It worked out. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. It worked out. None of it but, sounds uh, very adults. That's all like little kid <laughs> fantasy. That's, that's, well, I will that's say crazy. too, I, so I had, um, I applied at Disney first and they said that you needed more experience, which is fine. I get that. And I went to Universal and originally the baking position wasn't a thing. 
it just said cook. And I was like, well, I have like a full culinary degree. I'll just do, I'll do that. That's fine. I like cooking. And I went in for my interview and you had to take a test first. And they asked me, they said, Oh, you didn't specify which test you wanted to take. And I was so confused. I was going, uh, what? And they said, do you want the baking test or do you want the cooking one? And like, I lost my mind because I was like, I want to be a baker so badly. And I took the baking test was not prepared for the baking test. So I thought I was going to vomit, <laughs> but I passed. I only missed like three on the test. The chef talked to me because I lived at the time I was uh, in Riverside, which is a good solid hour and a half away from Universal. So the chef was a little worried about that commute every day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the hour and a half commute's not bad when you're working, you know, 12 hour shifts. Yeah. And it was, such a great, like, I didn't feel like I was working at all. I loved it so much. We got to do so many cool things. Like we, cause the bakery there, I don't think a lot of people realize the bakery and the production kitchen also cater events that happen on property. So we got oh, to sure. do a lot of movie premieres, television premieres, like just so many cool events that were happening that nobody would have ever guessed that we got to cater for. So every day you walk in and it's like, you just don't know what you're going to be doing or what to expect. It's just such a cool job. I literally never felt like I was working. Wow. That's great. I'll play. <laughs> I, I have a lot of questions about everything you just said, and I'm going to go in chronological order. The first one okay. being, what is, what does the baking test consist of? Well, they ask you a lot of questions, you know, cause you have to be, I was serve safe certified at the time. So they'll ask you a lot of things like temperatures and, you know, you don't want, eggs just hanging out, not staying cold. You want to know what temperatures things have to be to be done because you don't want to get people sick. So basically that and, and cleanliness, things of that nature is basically what the test was. And then like the thing is that there's some things that they're going to ask you in a baking test that, I mean, you don't need for a baker, you don't necessarily need to know what temperature chicken needs to be for chicken to be done. Sure, sure. <laughs> but if I was going to take the cooking test, that was something I needed to know. So so you might you may have had a lot more <laughs> trouble with a cooking test, and maybe that was not a job you wanted anyway. So <laughs> well, luckily I just gotten out of culinary school, so I I had already taken all these crazy exams where they're asking you like symptoms, and they're like, "What does this person have? E. coli, Salmonella?" And you just have <laughs> to know. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Don't ask me now; it's been far too long. But yeah, you had to know based on somebody's symptoms what it could have been because you have to in a kitchen be able to kind of figure out where the problems stem from. Mm, it's right. yeah. <laughs> if it's just a brain freeze, that's not as big of a problem as a, a an E. coli seizure or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> those very are common. It's survivable <laughs> unless it's just a level 10 brain freeze. Yeah. I, I, I kind of yeah. want to see if we can find this test and that we could take it. I would be interested if we could guess what, what the problem is based on like the food illness. You could probably do any serve safe certification type, um, exam because a lot of the questions are the same yeah it's crazy what you have to know to be able to or what you should know to be able to work we're look, in a kitchen. we're look, looking for ways to kill time during quarantine so maybe we should all take a baking test and see if go get serve safe yeah. certified. that's our next twitch stream <laughs> is taking the serve safe <laughs> certification <laughs> tests uh so yeah that's that's fun so you did that for two years 
uh, at Universal. Yeah. Was there ever any consideration into anything else at Universal? I mean, you are a performer as well. Were you ever thinking of being the New York Street Misphere characters or anything? <laughs> well, so this is... <laughs> I'm one of the people, Johnny and I are very different in this respect. Like he is such a, like, I would love to be in the center of the world and everybody all eyes on me. And he's like such a performer, which is why he's so great at what he does. But I am like outside of wrestling. I'm kind of like, well, I'll just stay behind the scenes. And like, I love wrestling and I'm confident in wrestling, but if you asked me to go and perform something else in front of a bunch of strangers, I'd be so insecure and like, oh my gosh, nobody looked at me. No Shakespeare. But, no, I did. I I loved acting when I was a kid, and I liked performing in front of like friends and family. But I just, oh my gosh, I get so insecure about how ridiculous. Like I, I just, I'm so hard on myself that I'm going to just automatically assume I'm the worst at acting. I should never do it again. So I'd, I'd rather just stick to my little comfort zone there with wrestling. Gotcha. So that, <laughs> well, that will be my performance in front of people. <laughs> that feels a, a little fitting in terms of like the baking uh, job, because like you would be going in, I'm assuming bakers traditionally start very early you would be going in while much of the world is still asleep i'm assuming i yes i used to wake up at 10 p.m so that i could get ready drive from riverside to universal and my shift started at one in the morning and i'd work one in the morning until 1 p.m a lot of days yeah wow and you were juggling (laughs) an independent wrestling schedule right with that yes so they i made it I actually had put the wrestling thing on my resume because I was like, this guy's not going to forget me. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, the chef who's interviewing me, he's not going to (laughs) forget me. And he had a lot of questions about that, of course, but like he hired me on the spot. And so he knew that I was going to be doing this commute. And like the wrestling thing was made very clear to them from the beginning, because like, if you work at a theme park, you have to kind of accept that a lot of weekends are gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, but most wrestling shows happen on weekends. So to find the balance, I used to wrestle a lot of California shows and depending on where the show was, like for instance, the one promotion PWG is based out of Reseda. So at the time, Reseda, I used to work my shift and I'd get off a little bit early that day. And I'd, so I'd start at 1am and then a lot of times I'd get off. I told them maybe 11 at the latest, just because I had to go back home I'd go all the way back to Riverside so that I could shower, get ready, get my bag packed, and then I drive back out to Reseda, <laughs> which is again another hour and a half. It's base it's closer to Universal than Riverside, but I would wrestle I, and the shows would get over so late, like the latest they could yeah. possibly be over. I'd be getting home at like three, four in the morning, sleeping, and then I'd wake up and my they would work it to where my next shift wouldn't start until 2 p.m. the next okay. day. So I get like a nice little bit of time in between. So you never, I didn't want to have to ask weekends off, you know? Right. You never went from Reseda right into work. <laughs> no, I did have a few times uh, where I'd wrestle in Northern California and I would go... My my tag partner and I I dropped my car off at his place because he lived in uh, in L A so I dropped my 
car off at his, we'd go like six, eight hours to NorCal, depending on where the show was. We'd wrestle, get in the car, drive back. And then I would get in my, my truck and I'd park it in the park in the drastic parking garage. And I would just like nap in the back seat of my truck until my shift started. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what who, you gotta do. So, yeah. Who among us has <laughs> Living not the dream. had a little nappy in, in a Jurassic, nap par- in Jurassic, Jurassic Park? park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's scary it was hard sometimes of t-rexes you know, everywhere it, it is hard though because they do have security that'll go through i had so many co-workers tell me that they would have security knocking on their car windows to wake them up and ask them why they're sleeping there and they're like well i my shift starts soon i don't what do you want me to do but i luckily was my i had a truck at the time so the back seat I could hide back there and go undetected. Okay. <laughs> so you were smuggling it, yourself. It never raises. Yeah. It never raises red flags. Cause so many people, especially since a lot of times I would get there while people were still, you know, if you're getting there at 1230 at night, people were still at the nightclubs there. Oh, yeah. like howl at the moon and stuff. So there's still so many cars. Yeah. There's so many cars that are just like parked there at all hours. Your car ever, like, it was pretty surprising. Uh, your car ever get barfed on. <laughs> No. I see some some <laughs> no. blue cocktail land on your window at uh, one in the morning. No. <laughs> wow, you got Thank to goodness. you got to like take your fifteen minute break and witness last call at Howl at the Moon. <laughs> like there was there was one time um, there was a concert going on and oh my gosh, what was the theater there called? The I Gibson? can't remember right now. Yes, 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 yes. So when the Gibson was there they used to kind of walk you through this little area that was kind of backstage-ish. And I think one time somebody got really, really, really drunk there and managed to wander down the hill where the bakery was <laughs> and just came walking into the bakery at like one thirty-two in the morning. And we're like, this must have been the most ridiculous because we're like, it was there were three of us in there two girls and a guy and this person just comes walking in and we were like this person came in so confidently though we're going how did they did they have a map of this place but then they ended up walking into the very dark super walk-in freezer that we have and then that was the oh they maybe don't know what the heck's going Mm. on so that's like pre security and so (laughs) that's like pre crazy security too right yeah. Yeah. Well, and now that it's not there anymore, I don't think anybody can even, I think it's just because, you know, like late nights when they have those concerts mm-hmm. and so many people being around, it's just easy for somebody to very confidently walk by. And if, I mean, there's so many of us that start work back there that are just walking back there in general. If he just got to the right place at the right time, then nobody would have ever questioned it. Mm. Is it, is it possible that this drunkard is the one who started the late night fire that burnt all of the uh, music in the vault and oh, no. King Kong? This guy is a conspiracy. <laughs> he spilled a beer and then like a lighter fell out of his pocket. And before uh, you know, oh we got no more Muddy Waters music. <laughs> it's all burned up in a fire. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
so what uh so which years did you work at universal did you and did you overlap with scott that's my question oh yes i was a tour guide so it um yeah, potentially i'm trying to i'm trying to remember the exact years like i'm i'm coming to find that as i get older actual years mm-hmm. really confused me. I remember me. years better <laughs> when I had uh, less going on. Um, it's easier to catalog because um, any, anything that happened was notable. Yeah. I'm doing anything at all. Wow. It must be 2006. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. T- 2012 to 2014 were my two years there. Okay. Okay. A little bit later then. Yeah. I was out of there like 2008, I believe. And and you're saying, yeah. you said there's no more, bakery this is not there no, no no there's no more um there's no more gibson the the amphitheater oh, is gone because they had to put harry potter i was there while they were uh in the transition of that and starting on the harry potter stuff gotcha okay okay yeah. uh well thank god because if there was no more bakery what a sad place they, universal would be they did um they did after i left get a better it's not necessarily, it's more, I would call it a donut factory. They got a better donut factory for them because it was a lot, a lot more complex of a system when I was there than I, what I think they have now. (laughs) So were you hand, like you were hand making more donuts? Like now they have like some sort of a machine to make those donuts. They do have a machine. I think it's, I think it's for uh, smaller donuts because I don't know that they make something the size I don't know if they have a cutter now to cut out the Simpsons donut because that is a whole thing. And like, you have to weigh the Simpsons donuts too, because they have to be, they all have to match in weight, not necessarily size. Whoa. So is this kind of of the primary universal dessert at this point? Or was it when you were there? Is that like the crown jewel? When I was there, if it was an off season, we would do anywhere from like 70 to hundred ish donuts. But then the most we would end up doing was during horror nights because basically during horror nights, the park is open 24 hours essentially. Yeah. And so we'd have to have like four or 500 donuts and like, and I, I feel like it was four or 500 donuts just for the normal park hours, plus a few more, you know, a few hundred more for like the night. And we were basically frying donuts all day. Every There was somebody in the bakery doing donuts, not one person 24 hours at a time, but there were different people going through, but donuts were being done 24 seven during horror nights. It's crazy how many people <laughs> love these donuts. And I think now they even have different kinds of the big donuts yeah um, they, the, the simpsons uh, i was just gonna say the the simpsons donut is is consists of what I, I i have to admit i've not had this donut and what is the what is is it like a classic pink homer donut yeah so i will say this that when i first started working there or before i started working there and i would just uh like go to the park as a guest i would never get this donut because i thought oh this just it's probably been here for days, like who knows? And it's probably not even that good. But then after being physically a part of the process of this donut, like you realize that when you go there and you see the donuts that are there, they made them that day. Like they made them that morning. You don't get an old donut. So the donuts at the end of the day, if they don't sell them, they either send them home with the employees. Cause there were a few times where we'd make a few extra donuts just in case something happened. And I would 
end up taking it home to my nieces or something, you know, like, and I had no idea that I would love a Simpsons donut so much. <laughs> J- Jason is cut out. He uh, left to go get a job at Universal. Uh, as soon as this is all over. <laughs> it is a very good donut. It is. It is good. Yeah. You know, you share it with somebody, cut it uh, in pieces or rip off pieces. Like, it's, yep. it's great. I, I was going to ask, yeah. like, how long they sit there. But that that's good to know. I've Anytime I've had it, I was, like, impressed that it was so fresh. Yeah, every day. And high uh, standards if, here and if in you Southern, get there early enough. <laughs> high standards here in Southern California. There's a big donut shop culture. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They have the Grinch donut now, which I think is probably the same model. It's just a different color food coloring, I assume, or different color frosting. Yeah. Yeah. When I was there, we used to have to do, when I very first started, like if I started uh, during the holidays um, in 2012. And so they were doing all kinds of Grinch things and we were making mini donuts that we would put in these bags. But I think they decided because we were having, at the time we hand cut all the donuts, even the little ones. And when you're spending all this time hand cutting all these teeny tiny little donuts and then dipping them all in red and green icing it's it just is a lot of wasted time really <laughs> so now i'm i'm glad they've moved on to like hey you know everybody just likes the big donuts anyway like i mean let's be honest everybody just wants a big giant donut if nothing else for the instagram photos so i don't want to bag a little donut sure. <laughs> wait um, that's interesting were you did it was there kind of like a rise of could you feel the uh, influence of instagram while you were there is that that became so much more of a theme park thing like it's got to be really showy donuts that'll play on social media i don't know if it was such a big thing when i was there i i feel like people were more into twitter at the time and i don't i wish that the instagram thing would have been like i don't know I, i wish more people would have been into the instagram type food when i was there because we tried to get adventurous with some things sometimes and it would have looked great. And I think they would have just put it out into the parks instead of just leaving it in our test kitchen. Cause we did a lot of test kitchen stuff and there were some things that were so pretty, but I even still haven't seen it make its way into the park. So anything, anything you can talk so. about anything that like, uh, didn't make it, uh, didn't make it out into the well, park. Like, but... Okay. So, you know, like I, I there's a lot of, moose type domes that they've been doing at Disney a lot. Like, um, like if you go into Pandora and you want the little, the, the chocolatey like moose dome, I can't remember my, why can't I think of what it's it's like, Scott, it's like the turtle we got, I got for the, uh, uh, electrical parade dinner we had, I think. Sure. That's like a moose dome, a moose dome, which is really a term we need to use more on this show. Moose yeah, dome. I, a moose dome. <laughs> Jason, don't you agree? We've never said moose dome before, so I think we've just got a new phrase we like. I agree 100%, and I'm hoping... Uh, I feel like a lot of theme parks, they're, one of their go-to desserts, especially at the cafeteria-style restaurants in the 90s, there was a big chocolate mousse explosion, probably because it's easy to make in bulk. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And, and I want I want a return. I want a return. I want a new moose renaissance. And if it's got to look good for Instagram, so be it. But I'm just, I'm always down for chocolate moose. Jason Sheridan well, and in the Under thing. the Moose Dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first, I guess, the right original but, film. I agree with that, though, because they're very easy to make. And you, 
can just make a sheet cake and cut out a bunch of circles and you have a little bit of cake in it too. And like, we, we test, we tested them a long time ago, but I just think that they, I don't, I don't know. Like we, I think we did them for the VIP stuff every so often, but I don't think that they were willing to put it into the parks just yet. Cause I think it was still like too soon. Mm. Like maybe scare people because they couldn't post this fancy picture of it. You know, was there frustration among all of you that like you had ideas that were very good and people would like, but Universal would not allow such a extravagant dessert at this point at that point? Well, I just ended up because at one point, so they I don't know if any of you have ever done one of the VIP tours at Universal, but there's like a lunch or breakfast and there's a dessert that they have there and we cater that too. So every day there's somebody who's in charge of making the desserts for VIP. And it's like the job nobody wants. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it is stressful because you're you're basically catering for anywhere from, you know, 50 to 200 people and they want at least six, seven different kinds of desserts. They want different shapes. They want different flavors. So you have to kind of do your own prep. Like you don't have anybody that comes in and preps for you. So you're doing your own prep and making all these desserts every day. It tends to be a little stressful. I, but, and there's a deadline, which most of the other jobs, there's no deadline. They say, Hey, we need more of this. So let's get it out you know, by this amount of, you know, like by the end of the day, have at least this. Or, and people have already prepped like if you have to do muffins, somebody's already prepped the batter for you. So you just got to scoop them and bake them and let them cool and then send them off. But VIP, it's all on you. Wow. So I did a lot of the VIP stuff at the end of my uh, time at Universal. I loved it because the days went by so fast because you're racing the clock. But I would anything that I kind of wanted to do or try, I would just do while I was doing my VIP stuff. Okay. So because they, yeah, I, mean, no, I was just going to say like, so you could experiment at those instances. Yes. I see. Yeah. Like we did some things just to kind of, um, see what the chefs would like, or they'd say, Hey, we need a new this, we need a new that. And then we would kind of try some different stuff and then they decide what they like. And sometimes it was for a catered event where they said, well, we need, we have this coming up. What can you guys do? Like the, the minion, we had these minion cookies for a while and I don't know if they still have them, but they're like a rolled type cookie dough. And we had three different colors. So we had to make the big amount of dough and then um, divide it into the different colors. And then you have to roll the dough out a certain way so that it makes it look like the minion's eye. And I kind they gave me the recipe for it and I kind of like did the test kitchen for it but then like when they end up liking something that you do then you have to continue to be the person (laughs) to do it until somebody else can do it just as fast and or the same as you because they want all the obviously they want them all to look the same you don't want you don't go to a theme park and get a churro and then like the next time you get it it's half the size it was last Mm -hmm. time and doesn't have enough cinnamon on it. You know, you don't, that, you don't want that. Mickey, you want them all to be the same. The Mickey ice cream bar has like a third ear once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're just getting extra ice cream there. People are yeah. going to start demanding <laughs> the bonus. third ear. <laughs> yeah. That's if Mickey's been involved in a lab test. 
Right. There's an experiment gone wrong. A lab test or someone like popped him and he's got a shiner, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got, like, he's got a big bruise. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Mick, it's Mickey's been in a fight ice cream bar. <laughs> the kids love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, okay. So I guess this is probably, I guess it goes without saying, but so when you start as a baker, they, they essentially like you can create things. Do you sign a contract that basically says any of my creations are property of universal forever? Uh, I don't remember signing anything like that, (laughs) but (laughs) so maybe you could sue. But I mean, (laughs) for like, for ownership. No, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe there's like an, an agreement that it's like a combined intellectual property or like we're working together. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really read it. Like any of my agreement type stuff. It's mainly if you wanted to make it at home, they couldn't sue you. They couldn't yeah, come probably. to your house and say, Stop. I probably couldn't sell it, but you know, like the minion things, like we did minion cookies and these mini minion, uh, cupcakes that had like Twinkies sticking out of them. And like, I'm sure if I was like, Oh, I'm going to make these and sell these. then they'd be like, Hey man, what are you doing? (laughs) Candace's original minion cookies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have to call, you can't call them minions for copyright either. So it's like little pals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Candace's yellow friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Uh, Do you have, do you remember, was there ever like a, did you ever attempt anything in the dessert field that was like a big disaster? Oh, oh my gosh. So there, I realized through this process working at Universal that I can't make like a normal, just like caramel in the pan. Cause I, and Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I'm too, you know, a baker is supposed to be patient. I think maybe I'm too impatient. And every single time I went to make this caramel with, and it's just like sugar and water, it shouldn't be hard. But if you do it just wrong or like one little speck of, something that shouldn't be in there gets in there. The whole thing's ruined. And I just couldn't for the, it was so frustrating. There was a day where I tried three or four different ones. Cause I was trying to make an ice cream and like, this was the beginning of this ice cream recipe and I just couldn't do it. I can't, and I tried it mm. home after I was like, I don't understand what I'm doing. So I, I do have a game plan to one day buy a specific pot and teach myself how to do it because I just, for some reason, can it's like my kryptonite i like can't do it <laughs> i don't understand is, is that um is that similar to making a roux like you really have to watch it and keep stirring um, it i don't have problems with roux <laughs> like so I, I maybe i it's just you don't you actually don't want to touch it that much oh okay but but you don't want it to like i don't know it, you have to babysit it but you can't touch it. And I'm like, I don't, I, but I want to touch it. I, it looks like it's getting weird over here. So I have to touch it, but then it's ruined. So I don't know. Don't know what I'm doing wrong, but it hates me. and I can't do it. Jason, have you ever tried to make that? Uh, I've never, I've tried to make, well, Mike, you've had, I, I've made pecan pies before and you yes. have to boil the maple syrup uh, and you can't boil it too long. But then you you want it to cook for a little while before you put it in in the pie crust, right? Um, but you you need it to cook a little. But then you also have to like let it cool a bit, but then get it out because it will start to harden in yeah. the, in the pot. Yeah, right. 
Um, that's where I guess. You, where are you making these pecan pies? Uh, I've made them for like uh, you know, uh, it's usually around Thanksgiving or like you know parties. Could Jason, could you make one with a minion's eye in the middle? How would I do that? I guess. Yeah. I, you I'm could do it. Think. Yeah, you can do I, it. Yeah. You could do it. Let's I believe in you. <laughs> hey, let's get let's let's start while we're in quarantine. Let's uh, start a podcast to ride side business where Jason makes pies for listeners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or it's a pa- I, maybe it's a Patreon tier, maybe. <laughs> I I have one problem with the one you propose, though, which is that I think if a minion's eye was on a pecan pie, it would look like the uh, it would it would look like the a minion was a burn victim or something. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. That pattern is just bizarre. I think for uh, to be the consistency of a minion's face. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, we can go back to the drawing board on it. All right. <laughs> a, minion, a minion meringue is uh, uh, perhaps an easy one. That's nice and smooth. Yeah, but Jason can't make a meringue. <gasps> I've never attempted a meringue. They're easy. You could do it. <laughs> thank is- you. Thank you for all your support, Ken. <laughs> I believe in you. I appreciate. <laughs> a pecan pie is a little more the the texture of like a dinosaur's face. So maybe you like take a slice out of it, and then it's sort of like a T Rex or a raptor. Uh, that's yeah. Well, yeah, Jason. Okay, like well, that. we'll we'll figure out what baked good Jason will be sending to <laughs> listeners soon, maybe okay. off air. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, is there, Candice? Or is is there? Do you have a specialty as a baker? Like what? Like if you were to, if you were like trying to impress a king of a country? Oh my gosh! Like you're like this is what this is what I make the best or or enjoy even the best. It's so hard for me to like. I try to tell people all the time. You're basically asking me to choose between my children. I see. And it's it's so difficult to to do that. I I'm trying to think of things that I like to do just to impress people. I I will say one thing that I have brought into my real life got to do this to like look fancy but not doing anything that's hard is that uh I do still make the T-Rex cakes that they used to have. I don't know, well, I don't know if they may still have them. I don't know. But they were these just like six layer chocolate cakes with chocolate icing and we put these mini chocolate chips all around the outside of the cake and then there's like a chocolate ganache on top and it looks so fancy and so pretty but it's really like the easiest thing to do it's so Mm -hmm. easy i love doing that Uh, and so you still will on on the regular make something like this yeah if i if like johnny when johnny and i first started dating i which I, it's still so tricky because I have to convince his family that I really like baking. So we'll, they'll have a party or something and we're like, Oh, we'll bring something. They're like, no, don't worry about it. And I'm like, look, if you tell me I can't bake something and bring it, you're actually making me really sad. It's actually ruining my day. So for his dad's <laughs> birthday, I made that T-Rex cake and it was just chocolate on top of chocolate. And it just looked so fancy. And they were so impressed. And I'm like that, that's like a hundred percent of the time, people see that cake and they're like, Oh my God, it's so pretty. It's, it's just, I'm, I'm literally just mushing chocolate chips on the side of the cake. So (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing fancy about it. (laughs) And it's, I wonder what is it called again? Just so I, I'm trying to think of what the T-Rex cake. And this was sold. Where was it sold in universal? Uh, just anything near, um, all the Jurassic park stuff. 
Gotcha. Because I know I, that there, Google, I feel like there was a couple places that we sent it. I, I just Googled T-Rex cake and uh, there's about a hundred results all different from different like <laughs> child's birthday party cakes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a picture of this very uh, easily. Let me see. Well, that's the rest of my day coming through those results. <laughs> Living vicariously. Living vicariously uh -huh. through these kids who all had super cool birthdays. It's, um, it, you can actually go through your, your whole birthday history because I see one that says fourth birthday, one that says sixth birthday. Wow. So wow, you can, I, could, I could live a whole life, a whole other life. <laughs> yeah, today you'll be reliving your life via T-Rex cakes. I'll have to make it some, because I feel like this is this is going to be impossible, but the, I'll have to make it sometime and then tag you guys so that oh, yeah. you oh, can sure. see Please. the glory yeah. that is the T-Rex cake. <laughs> That'd be yes. great. Cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> Candace, talking about theme park cakes, um, you and Johnny got married at the Grand Californian. Uh, yeah. How was that cake? <laughs> okay. So that was the famously thing was... a cake based day. Wedding. Yes. I, that was the one because, uh, so we went in for a tasting and when we did the tasting, we were kind of excited about the food, but then when it came to the cake and I'm not, I'm not usually a big cake person. Like I, like I said before, I'm a savory person. The irony of that is I get it, but like, I, I love, I love, I don't know, salty things that are fatty and just, that's all me. But these cakes that they had were so good and they have a Dole Whip cake. Whoa, and that was wow. all I wanted. And so <laughs> I, on our wedding day, I really didn't eat much, but I did eat my Dole Whip wedding cake. It was so good. So wow. good. They have churro now too, and I think we're gonna renew our vows somewhere just so that I can have this churro cake now. Oh wow! So is it you... only for wedding havers? Yes. <laughs> not available to the public otherwise. Yes. Like the, this Dole Whip, I think that it was a mousse inside the cake too. Like this cake was so good, and like, oh, I just I wish they did sell it in the park somewhere because they were just oh, they need the mousse dome this Dole Whip cake right now. <laughs> there's there's got to be a way. <laughs> so are you, uh, you know, we, we obviously like read a lot of these blogs and listen to these other podcasts. Are you in some sort of loop where you know, like what the newest Disney wedding cakes are? I just saw something somewhere and I can't remember where it was, but that it had said, and I don't, it might've been on there. Uh, Cause the fairy tale weddings has an Instagram and I might've seen it on there. Uh, okay. And I, I got really excited. Like Johnny and I have been talking for a while about renewing our vows in general. Um, but then all these other things keep coming out. Like I will tell you this for anybody who is even thinking about doing a Disney wedding, do the Disney wedding. It was the greatest thing I could have ever hoped for. Like the, they took care of everything. They literally handled everything. And then anytime I wanted something, they said, just ask us and we'll put a price to it. And then if you don't think it's worth that price, then it's fine. We'll take it off and we'll change it. Like we had, cause you, you have your dinner, then they have cake and then, or sorry, we had the cocktail hour that had appetizers. Then we had the dinner, then we had our cake. And then after when people were leaving, cause like we had a candy buffet and then when they were leaving, there were Mickey pretzels. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. We were what all, a dream. yeah. I was like, that's, that's all I, and I told Johnny at one point, cause I didn't think the Mickey pretzel thing was going to happen. And I looked at him and I was like, 
I just really, really want Mickey pretzels at our wedding. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> is, is that too much? And he said, ah, no, just get the Mickey pretzels. <laughs> so it was one of my proud, I, I ran out into the hallway to take a picture of them being present at our wedding. Cause I was so happy that they were there. Where's that ceremony? Is it like in the, uh, th- there's kind of that like uh, atrium area in the middle of Grand Californian? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's where we did it. And the monorail went over. I want to say every like five minutes during the ceremony, the monorail went over and like, I could see how some people might be like, well, that's getting to be a bit repetitive. But I, every time it did it, I got so happy. <laughs> I, like, I kept looking at Johnny. I was like, Oh my gosh, there it is. There's <laughs> like, a ride at your wedding. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I was really, really, really happy about it. My family uh, stayed at one of the rooms that overlooked that little courtyard once. And it was cool to just go out on the balcony and see the monorail go by. But sure enough, I did go out once and look down and there was a wedding happening beneath me. Wow. <laughs> what, were there character, like, were there costume characters at the wedding? Like, was Mickey at the wedding? Or is that we extra? We thought about it. We thought about it, but it's so much extra that I was just kind of yeah. like, uh, and at the time, like, Johnny had, Johnny had just signed with WWE full time. So, finances were a bit different than than they are for right. us now and like my dad insisted on paying for the way i'm i'm the only daughter in my family i have two brothers and i have like an adopted brother and like i'm the only girl so my dad was like no i'm paying for your wedding so i didn't want to be too greedy either i didn't want to be like hey dad right. i want mickey and minnie at the way <laughs> like i know you're dropping a lot of money for this disney wedding but hey Let's get Mickey and Minnie too. <laughs> for Mickey Maybe to show up for now. ten minutes, that costs yeah. like what an entire other wedding would cost. Yeah, it's it was more than I I was like for instance we wanted to because they have a a cake that they do like a projection onto and we really wanted that cake but it was I want to say at the time it was five thousand dollars and I was going wow. I am not going to ask my dad to spend five thousand dollars on this cake like there's no way and so we went with one that cost us five hundred dollars <laughs> that's, much that's better. better yeah <laughs> better. way there, better was there any sort of this probably this is probably not on a list but in my mind there's a list of like characters and the more obscure the more money it is like if you want mm, to I have like remember. Like, if you want Darkwing Duck's daughter at the wedding, it's way more money than having Donald. <laughs> Listen, if I could have gotten Darkwing Duck at our wedding, my husband would have been the happiest human that has ever existed. <laughs> Darkwing Duck performs the ceremony? Yeah. Oh, he has a whole... Uh, my husband has decided that when we have our first child he's going to have like the entire family sitting in the waiting room at the hospital. Cause he thinks that that's, it's what they do in movies. So certainly that's what will happen in real life. And then he <laughs> wants to go into this waiting room and tell everybody that things went really bad. And like, I'm probably not going to make it and just really get people <laughs> down as low as they could possibly be. Then he wants a song to begin playing and he wants Rafiki to come out and like originally this was an actual baboon and i told him i had to explain to him that the baboon was probably going to eat the child so that's a bad idea <laughs> and then he wants he wants him to come out and present the baby to everybody in the waiting room 
And <laughs> I asked him, I said, well, how, how are we even getting this thing into the hospital? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And he decided that the baboon will walk in in a doctor's coat and nobody will suspect a thing. <laughs> so he's very theatrical, this husband right. of mine. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so he wants, yes, he wants Rafiki to hold up uh, the child like Simba. Yes. <laughs> is, there any, is there any sort of like, has he even gone to the point where like maybe people should be waiting outside and he can do it on top of the hospital? So it's like pride. Oh, rock. don't say that to him. Please don't tell him that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get out of control. I mean this kid right. this kid like on our wedding when when I was uh trying to lay the ceremony out, uh I asked him, I was like, Hey, do you wanna walk your mom down the aisle? And he was like, Well, what does the groom usually do? And I'm pretty sure that maybe he's never been to a wedding. And he's like, well, what is the groom? You like, what do, what do they usually do? And I, I told him, I said, well, I mean, you can either walk your mom down the aisle or you could just be there. He's like, you want me to just be there? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm trying to find out what you want. And then I was telling him, you know, the order of everybody and how things are going. And he's like, wait, you get your own entrance and I don't get my own entrance. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, I guess we'll work that into it. So he had his own entrance at our wedding and really threw a wrench into things because he didn't, he basically wanted to come out right before I did. And <laughs> I had this long hallway that I had to run down once he was clear of the door. It was crazy. Like, <laughs> so he had his own entrance and then he asked me why nobody applauded him during his entrance at a wedding. <laughs> Yeah, that's a performer, all right. That's performer yeah. brain. I relate. I told him, I told him when we renew our vows, we'll make sure to uh, leave signs in on like where people are going to be sitting. We'll leave signs so that they can hold up signs for him and make sure that it is very clear that they are to cheer for him when he comes out and makes his big entrance. Maybe he can go last this time. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I guess all bets are off when it's a renewal. So it's not there's not the formality. Yeah, yeah. it's not real. We're already married. <laughs> yeah, so it could be it could be full theatrics. Yeah. Lighting. I, yeah. Firework. You can light. You can land from the sky. Pyro. Yeah, yeah I mean, pyro. <laughs> It can, it can actually be it can be mainly a wrestling match with just like, you know, four percent vow renewal. Oh, he's already like. Like laying it out as though it is going to be a wrestling show. So <laughs> <laughs> before That's you know good. it, the vows are just renewed backstage. We even, yeah. we even lost the reason to do it entirely. <laughs> uh, it's just all wrestling now. When you when you two met, was there a shared connection immediately of the about this type of stuff? About like right theme parks and stuff i was like about how crazy he is or no. um, <laughs> yeah so johnny had never been to a theme park until he met me and wow i took him to disneyland first because to me disneyland is like everything like it's my home sure. base like even living out here i'm like but it's still not disneyland like when people ask me, like, oh, which one? I'm like, mm, I'm so Disneyland. It's the original. Walt actually walked those streets. Like, it's a pretty big deal. So I took him to Disneyland first. And then I took him to Universal. And then his entire life changed. So <laughs> I, did, I did a good thing for his life. <laughs> right. 
he so was he a disney guy where you did you at least have like a disney connection or was like where did your nerd your nerd uh interests meet was he a star wars marvel guy before he is star wars marvel so that was our part of our like oh we like all a lot of the same things and like i mean we we have similar taste in like tv shows and we're like we like playing video game i mean you could as you saw we have just the most absurd amount of toys and collectible type things and like we i i don't know that like he was so big into disney but once we kind of started dating and we started i think we found a lot more similarities in things like i didn't know he was such a massive darkwing duck fan for instance yeah. until we like we we walking around the theme parks and he's going like how come there's no darkwing duck here it's like oh didn't realize it was that important. <laughs> Big Rafiki fan, apparently, too. Yeah, loves Rafiki. <laughs> Just loves Rafiki. He added I added the thing about, like, you dying at childbirth, though. That doesn't happen in the movie. No. <laughs> His mother no. famously thinks, lives a long but time. See, his theory is that they're at such a low at that point, like, they can, they can only go up from there. Yeah. Like, you, you're at such ultimate. a low... You can only go up. <laughs> Wait, what? So, uh, yeah, Jason brings up also another good point is like, does Rafiki also announce that you're alive in the scenario? I don't, so. I don't know. I don't know that he's thought about that yet. <laughs> I, I, queen, that's, that's thing, she lives. That, I, I do. I, I never really thought about the fact that he does go out. Rafiki goes out there with the baby. Everybody's probably in fear for that baby's life. Also, they think I'm dead. Maybe they think Rafiki did this. You were killed Rafiki. by a baboon. I mean, yes, if they're that, if they've been taken that low and then you see a live animal walk out, you you might assume the worst. You might not be full of joy when you see this animal. I would also like, I think I would attack the animal to get the baby back before the yeah. animal was able to present the baby. Johnny thinks as long as he's wearing a doctor's coat, it's fine. <laughs> I, well, okay. I mean, I can't. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I, I would be much, I, you know, I would, I would respect a, a baboon in a, in a, a professional setting a lot more than a it's unclothed true. baboon. Just like a drunk guy walking into a bakery, you assume yeah. he's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, he, he went in with a purpose. He went in with, if he went in, he was vomiting everywhere. I might be like, oh, okay, there's like a zombie running through here right now. But, sure. <laughs> but if the monkey arbitrarily checks a clipboard or something, um, yeah. We've mentioned a little bit uh, on the indies and the independent scene. There were a few things that you would do to reference your love of theme parks. If, if my memory is correct, you would announce that you were from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yes. <laughs> it broke my heart because when I came here, um, when I was doing the first Mayan Classic, they put hometown and I was kind of devastated because I was going, I can't be from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride anymore. Like, what do I do? And uh, I did Anaheim, California, but then I was going, I, I think the reference is lost on people that I am not just, from there. <laughs> like, I think people just I are from say. there. True. It's yeah. a real place. <laughs> yeah. I think there was one PWG where you and your former tag team partner, Joey Ryan, had R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah. Outfits. Yes. We had this other idea that just never, we, we just never had time to do it actually, but he, uh, we wanted to be Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and oh, sure. Joey does not typically go up top to jump off 
for anything or just climb, be up there, period. He's not, he, that's not his thing. And uh, we wanted to do something where he'd climb up to the top and I, and he'd be scared, but I would give him pixie dust and therefore he would now be able to fly, but it just oh, never, it never panned out for us. So I think that would have gone over. We also, um, we were, we had Captain EO inspired gear as well. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever it, seen that. Some people, and a lot of people have actually seen it and don't realize. And I get really happy when people do realize what the reference is. But um, we had a guerrilla warfare match and I insisted that we were white. Oh, and it's th- I've seen this match. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Wow. I watched that match the other day and I was like, I think it's the Captain EO color. Yeah. And, and that also is, well, you were, yeah, wearing white and started bleeding profusely. <laughs> yeah. What a day to wear white. What a day. Yeah. I have to, you know, it's funny that I didn't even put that together. I think the, yeah, the match is so crazy. Yeah. I think I didn't even notice that, yeah, it's clearly the colors. Did you have, are there any other uh, references you've put into outfits or anything else? I'm trying to think. Um, Cause a lot of times if I try to do something, it's too obvious right. and I don't want to be too horribly obvious. I did buy some fabric recently that is like the purple wall here, here, but like I haven't made it yet. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to wear it any longer. I don't think, I think we've moved on from, Fun, flashy, bright colors, Candice Lorraine. <laughs> I see. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to wear black though. That's my my intent is still to not wear black because I'm not your. I I'm not the cliche. I'm up to no good now. I'm going to wear black. Like right. I'm still me. You're not going to have a hat box <laughs> ghost theme or. Uh... I wish. I wish. <laughs> Yeah, is there Although a I will dis- say Johnny oh, yeah, Johnny has been Johnny has been telling his gear guy when he's like when we were looking at different color schemes for stuff we liked, he said he liked haunted mansion blue. Specifically okay. haunted mansion like a picture blue. What haunted mansion blue is. It's basically what any of the ghosts kind of look like. There's a weird like bluish glow to them that Johnny really likes. So the actual like ghosts that are like dancing around in the um like the hitchhiking area. ghosts and yeah I'm trying to think if gotcha. there's like yeah that's what he likes that's interesting so you could there's probably there's like a Disney villain a subtle Disney villain uh, when I uh, when I go in for do. hair when I go in for hair and makeup I have had numerous times where I don't really know how to explain what I want. But they do understand if I say I want to be like an evil Disney princess and then I get mm-hmm. my makeup exactly how I thought of it that day. But I do what think we're like, gonna... is that like Maleficent or uh, well, what's that a uh, princess? She's not a princess. Just yes. like, Don't be ridiculous. It's a, it's a happier... <laughs> I will say, though, I, I did. I did find a lot of inspiration from Maleficent recently because I've been 
known at NXT is like the pint-sized pixie and everything is like about like the pixie thing and the fairies and Maleficent is an evil fairy. Like she's, she is a fairy. She just got rejected. So I've been using a lot of that for inspiration on things to come. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and now I've, I've learned my lesson. Maleficent is not, (laughs) not an evil princess. She's an evil fairy. Yeah. Thank you. I'll never forget. Yeah, she just misunderstood, say- really. <laughs> do you have a top? Do you have a couple top Disney characters, Candace? Like that, your are your favorites. I really love Alice in Wonderland. I love. I'm gonna. I love Dumbo. It's all the cutest. Like I don't know. Sure. <laughs> it's not even tough characters. It's like happy little. Like Pinocchio. Even ironically, I'm afraid of marionettes in real life, but I love Pinocchio. <laughs> hey, I get that. He's kind of in between. He's not pure marionette, so that helps. It's true. It's true. But yeah. I guess if they made like a live action, though, I'd have some serious issues. Yeah, I think and every I've... live action Pinocchio is terrifying. Always. Yeah. yeah, it shouldn't. We should just not do that. We should just oh, stop with that. <laughs> There's multiple Pinocchio movies being made. I've I've heard. That's so upsetting. So... My policy, no more Pinocchios, no more pans. We're done with all these. This story does not need to be told again. Yeah, Scott is anti-pan. I'm anti-pan. Let me be very clear. I just kind of feel like after Hook, like, do we really need any more... Like exactly, it's been a really, deconstructionist one. Yeah. They did it. They 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 blew it up. They changed our perception of what the pan story is. So why now are we just doing it? Doing the regular one again yeah. with some creepy English kid? Mm-hmm. I I agree with all of that. I agree with all that. But I do think that the email address I have, Scott is pan at gmail dot com, is still open. If you want to draw a picture of Scott as Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> The photo will Dear go right Lord. to my email. That email is real. I'd like to just advertise I, it again real briefly here. Uh, I, hope that, I hope that inbox is empty. It, it better be uh, dry as a bone. Well, right now it's just filled with a lot of uh, free trials for streaming services. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So can't you, you two live in Orlando now? Yes. How is that as a theme park person? Because like we always fantasize about Orlando. What is it actually like day to day living in Orlando? I love it so much. And we we get to do these things on occasion um, where we do either daycations or staycations. And we'll go and just like get a hotel for a night or a few nights and we'll stay there. And it's usually we do it around cheat day, but if it's not like an extreme cheat weekend or like few days, then we'll make sure that we get a hotel with a gym. And then I don't know. I just, it's really, it, even though we're right here and we could just drive there and do whatever we want to do and then come back home. It's just kind of nice to feel like there's an escape from the real world for a little bit. And we feel like we're on vacation, even though we're like 30, 40 minutes away from home. And that's so great. And it makes our eating life better. Like if it's not a cheat weekend, then Johnny can take some meals. Like we could take some food with us so that we don't go over the top, like eat everything. So it's, I don't know. It's, I, I love it. I just love so it so it much. <laughs> Does Johnny want to move back to Cleveland eventually? Yeah. Do I think he's crazy? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> 
Cleveland oh. people love Cleveland so much. Okay. I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've been thinking like Orlando. Maybe Orlando is the good life. So it's good to hear that it is indeed correct. We are, we, uh, we are right. <laughs> That, uh, well, now that we're, yeah. we're now that we're recording this podcast remotely, yeah, let's just you know now we don't have to be in the same place anymore. If you guys want to, and by you guys I mean Mike <laughs> and Jason moving in together in Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, if mm-hmm. you want to fulfill your destiny, um, I, I, I say go for it. There's no, yeah, I mean, I was thinking right before we got quarantined, I was like asking Lindsay, should we just go to Japan maybe for five months? <laughs> For five I mean, months. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I don't. We don't know how long this thing's lasting. Like, get a job at that point. Well, the job is the podcast. I could get up in the middle of the night to do the <laughs> podcast with uh, remotely. There'd be no. Just, I mean, you have to get a job in Japan to stay in Japan. Oh, maybe, perhaps. I w- I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to work. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> What else? For five months, that's a until this. That's a lot of money you have to have yeah, saved up for five months of well, living in Japan. Jobless. There's a reason we didn't do it. <laughs> so, well, but think, either way, you don't got yeah, theme parks anywhere. So. Right, I know, I know. Yeah. So that that, yeah. that part of Japan is is not happening. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So Orlando is on still on the table then for us. Maybe we just drive. We can drive. We can at least drive there. <laughs> When you were so when you're traveling, what I always think is interesting, uh, especially about like being a touring performer, essentially, is that you get to see a lot of different places. Did you try to cram in theme park visits on the road? It's it's really hard since working with WWE because we're so um, we have such a like strict schedule. I guess I I don't even want to say strict because that sounds like they're like. You have to be, but it's like, we're usually like on a road loop weekend, we fly in somewhere and you're in one town one day and you may stay there that night, but then the next morning you get up, you get in a bus and then go to the next place, wrestle that night. And sometimes after that, you get in the bus again, you go to the next place and then you get to the hotel. Like, so it's, it's so much like go, go, go that there's not always a lot of downtime. I will say that sometimes if I'm going to California and I'm going to see my family, I'll try to work things so that like I can stay a little bit longer. And then of course I go to Disneyland when that happens. But, uh, it is kind of tricky. When I was on the independence, I made it like my goal. If there was a way to go to a theme park, we were going to go. And, um, there was a time when Johnny and Joey and I were all in England to wrestle and we had shows the next weekend like joey and i were going to germany and then johnny had another show in england so we were gonna have to stay for a week anyway and i had talked to one of the promoters about like how difficult would it be to get over to paris to go to disneyland paris and they were so great about it like they booked the entire trip for us to like go there get to the like have the bus pick us up take us to the hotel and like they did all that and like deducted it from like our pay for the shows and it was like so convenient and we so we did that and then when uh i every, basically anytime i've gone to japan with joey to wrestle uh we went to we went to tokyo disney because sure. how could you not i will say one of the days <laughs> one of the days we took the the trains to get to disney and it in japan and it was the craziest experience of my life. Like I've never seen so many people 
crammed into like such a small space. So it was like, wild. That was like <laughs> commuter style. Absolutely. Uh, like, in full swing. Gotcha. Yeah. It was like morning rush. It was, I mean, yes, everybody was going to work I and like school and just live their lives. And it was, it was just, it blew my mind because when we, when we would go to Japan to wrestle out there, the promotion would put Joey up in one place. And then they put me up in a place that was like right by the train station. So Joey would like walk over to where I was staying. He'd pick me up and then we'd take the train wherever we needed to go. And it usually wasn't too bad, but that's because, you know, we're jet lagged and we're just trying to figure out how to, you know, function in a different country. And so like the trains were never that bad. So then we went in the morning to get there right after opening. It was the most insane experience of my entire life. Yeah, those, I was just going to say, yeah, those parks, like people line up so crazy early and it's like uh, the fast passes are gone in like we just two wanted hours. To, we wanted to be able to do journey into the center of the earth so badly oh. <laughs> that we were like, we have to get there first thing in the morning or you don't get a fast pass for it and you don't go on it. Right. Did you get it? Like a 200 minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. And amazing. <laughs> Definitely that did. Fucking right. Yeah. Oh Lord. That's <laughs> oh, so much. Um, that and Sinbad were like yeah, my favorite thing. Sinbad. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I've been going through Sinbad withdrawal. It's now been a year since I was out there. And I, I think around the anniversary, I, I listened to the song and it was almost too much to bear. It's too emotional. This, oh, the Sinbad song, I, love it so much. I don't know why I'm so emotional <laughs> when I hear it. I really don't. It's great, but it's like weird. Like it's as if I heard it when I was five or like when I was in the nursery as a child, <laughs> like there's some, it touched your soul. I, it really it touched did. your soul. <laughs> it's bizarre. What, it, how it did that. There's very few like newer songs that like do that to me. It's wild. That's in Joey and I, Joey and I were like just mind blown that we didn't know the words to this song, but it was stuck in our head. Yes. And like, we'll just randomly send it to each other once in a while or like pictures from the ride. Like he sent me one the other day and he said, we know who the real, who the true tiger King was. And then he sent me a picture of Sinbad <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, yeah. I love Hell it. yeah. Sean do. Sean do. Yeah. Sean do. <laughs> I, I have one on my on my bed in like our guest room. I just loved it. I just loved everything about that ride. So, oh yeah, that, I didn't know it was possible to be so in love with the ride. Yeah, I know that you didn't really know what was going on, but you knew it was going on. Yeah, there's real like a, magical. There's a guy. He's like caught in the talons of a bird. A bad guy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, it is bunch of drumming monkeys. That part's less moving. I don't get like uh, I don't like tear up when I think about all the drumming monkeys, but it's cool anyway. Yeah, yeah. I yes, I will agree. I don't tear up thinking about the drumming monkeys. <laughs> uh, but the banana smell is great. Yes. Wait, is there a smell in there? Yes. Oh my god, we just it did like the bananas. we just did the fake smell final four, and I for we didn't even address yeah, we, that it smells like bananas <gasps> in the banana room. Oh, we screwed up. <laughs> god, I forgot. I missed it. Candace, um, how how are the treats in Japan? I was just about to say, which popcorn line did you guys wait the longest for? <laughs> we had the chocolate popcorn. Chocolate. Did you get the honey one by Winnie the Pooh? I did. No. Yeah, that was great. Now I'm forgetting the what I liked the most. I, I um I liked curry a lot. I don't remember. Where I, I waited got the it. longest probably for curry, and I think that that was over 
kind of near the Sinbad stuff. Hmm. Like their little Adventureland type. You gotta look it up. Area. You have to know in advance, kind oh, of. Oh yeah, where you each have to. Served, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but each cart like smells exactly like what it is. Oh my god! I, the one I was most surprised with was um, there was like a fresh cracked pepper, and oh. I loved that one. So simple. It sounds but I like loved nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think yeah. I think we might add that too. Even if you, even if you get to the end of the line, get the popcorn and go like. Eh, it's all right. Still, it's very. It's a very good base popcorn, and it smells mm-hmm. so nice around there that you'll forgive it being uh, just okay. Oh yeah. I also got, and I'm thinking about this, and I think maybe we haven't even brought it up on the show, which is strange. I also got ice cream that was in the shape of Donald Duck's butt. <laughs> oh, his seat, Donald's seat. And he had little, like his little uh, feet sticking out of it, and the ice cream was like oh. his behind. Oh, which which it. was very good. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, what other treats? Do you remember any other treats you had there? I will. I will say I would like for us to be able like, out here in America to be able to turn our churros into Mickey shaped churros as well, because they're churros. If you like hold it a certain way and you look at it, it's it's shaped like a Mickey. And Always. I don't know why we can't figure that out. Like if you're looking yeah, down like the, the I, barrel of the churro. Yes. Yes. I took a picture of it because I was so excited about it. Like it, it's just such a cute little detail that I was like, why, why aren't ours like this? Well, that's a thing you ask yourself with a lot of things at Tokyo Disney. You go, why aren't ours like this? (laughs) It's true. Why isn't our Indiana Jones track so smooth? Why why aren't more (laughs) people here? um, Not with any other, any human friends, but instead just with a Duffy who they're sitting down and having every (laughs) meal with. (laughs) Yes. I want more of that out here. Uh, Candace, can we talk Duffy real quick? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. I suppose. Just a little. I don't look. If this is too controversial, I can cut it right out of the episode. What's this? Wait, what do you mean? What's the the reticence here? What's going on? Mm. Uh, Yeah, you go ahead. (laughs) My my cousin and I believe that Duffy is ridiculous, and we've hated Duffy since the first time that we saw Duffy. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I just felt like it was a money-making and I just wasn't about that. And so I didn't want to support Duffy and what Duffy is about. And um, I mean, to the point where when I was at Tokyo Disney and we're walking around and you you just like go through that Duffy area, I, it, I was so confused. I was like, how is this even a thing? And like to realize that Duffy is more famous out there than Mickey Mouse is just like so upsetting to me. <laughs> and I was just appalled. But uh, Johnny and I, when we first stayed at a Disney resort and they have their channel and there's like a Duffy bear bedtime story thing. And Johnny asked me about Duffy bear and discovered how much I just despise Duffy bear, <laughs> but he, he made sure to let me know every time Duffy bear was on <laughs> so that we could watch the Duffy bear story time. And, uh, I thought I was being really like funny this year or this past Christmas. And my friend had taken, when I was in Disneyland, my friend had taken me with her to company D and I saw this like Duffy bear. And he was like, I don't know, five bucks or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to buy this for Johnny for Christmas as a gag gift, because I can't tell you, I mean, as you saw with the turtle com in the box, 
Christmases and his birthday are very stressful because I have to find all these things that don't exist in these boxes. Like it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I was like, I'm going to make him think he got this sweet gift and it's going to be a stupid dumb Duffy bear. And he just had no reaction to Duffy. And so it wasn't even worth it. And I have so much regret spending any money you, on Duffy. Do you bear know now. this exactly <laughs> happened with Mike and his girlfriend, Lindsay, this, uh, this uh, Duffy gift exchange that, uh, didn't really go over yeah i just don't i i thought i thought johnny would at least like pretend to care about duffy i mean like oh yay but well uh, i got Lindsay, my girlfriend duffy kind of as a gag because we'd always make jokes about duffy and i got it for her for her birthday and she was kind of upset I wish he would have at least been upset. He was just nothing <laughs> like like it did nothing to him. He had no emotional feeling towards this Duffy. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I just spent money on this for nothing now. I, think, <laughs> I became more upset <laughs> than he did. <laughs> I think maybe you need to get the rest of Duffy's friends for a reaction. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Gelatoni, Shelly May. I think that then maybe there would be some sort of reaction. I think you need to get the whole family of characters. I just, uh, oh. <laughs> wow. so, but, so I, I feel like with Candace, Candace despises Duffy. Maybe we have a more controversial opinion than Scott doesn't like living with the land. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Am I, am I off the hook now? No, never <laughs> no. always be chastised for this. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, Scott. Johnny. I can't get Johnny on living with the land either. He's, he's no, anything. Fucking yes. Anything Johnny educational, rules. anything educational. <laughs> I cannot get Johnny to do. And it's devastating for me because like I took him to do carousel progress once <laughs> and like, I'm pumped about it because I'm like, we don't have this at Disneyland. It's a classic and it's so great. And I'm pumped and I'm happily watching this thing. We get out. He was like, that was the worst thing. Oh, no. He hates it so much. <laughs> and then I took him to see Hall of Presidents and he hated it. And so I can't even get him to go see American Adventure now because I've discovered that if it's educational, he refuses to do it. I can't imagine with that pattern that he will like American Adventure. No, um, <laughs> no. I, I think he's wrong on Carousel of Progress, though. He's got to embrace the, oh, just so the wrong. fans and the old machines and the grandma of doing VR in 94. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's there's a lot of wonder there. But uh, yeah, yeah, keep keep at him. Uh, he'll, he'll come. <laughs> Try as I might. <laughs> uh, but uh, so will you go on living with the land alone? now um <laughs> i haven't been on it in so i thought the i i thought that one of the last times that we went we were with tomaso and his wife and their baby and i was like oh this is something the baby can go on and tomaso and his wife jesse were asking about it and i was <laughs> hyping it up and as i'm trying to hype it up johnny was just like it's the worst ride it is so stupid you just see a bunch of <laughs> plants and yeah, food and i was just baby. like it's educational man <laughs> i have a kindred spirit yeah. i'm so happy this is <laughs> i want to say like that's the biggest heel move scott has ever made on the show is trashing living with the land uh. he's, tur he's turned most of the audience against him <laughs> Just by saying, just by declaring the ride boring. What an insane I, statement that it is boring. The never, ever uttered by any guest in history statement. I don't even know that that's one that you can, I don't even know that living with the lands one where you'd be like, but it's air conditioned. It's great. Yeah, that's a big draw. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. 
<laughs> some some parts are, but some parts are very parts hot. Are maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a greenhouse. Yes. I have I have gone and watched American Adventure by myself, and then I have also done great moments with Mr. Lincoln by myself at Disneyland. Sure, <laughs> but that's you know, I feel like those are just classic things that you just should be doing. And I'm a nerd, and I'm I like history and stuff and so like <laughs> I, I just can only do those things anymore when he's not with me well, you or, can let it wash over you without the pressure of needing the person you're with to be entertained you can just yeah. envelop yourself in it yeah do you can you go on tiki room together can you watch tiki room <sighs> that's a whole other thing too <laughs> I, Sorry, I don't want to bring up pants. love <laughs> i love the Tiki Room, and I love like Trader Sam's, and he is not as big on those things. Gotcha. So that's what, he'll go see it, but he's never going to be one to sing with the birds, and he's never going to be one to clap along. And it's, I mean, and that's fine, but to also not be having, <laughs> you know, we make compromises he should, he should enjoy for the ones we love. That's what relationships it's so true. are. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's true love, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's true. Overlook um, his terrible flaws, yes. <laughs> animatronic Lincoln and animatronic birds are no-goes. Yeah. I still think, I think, you know, I think change can happen. I think, I think one day. Could. Maybe if I, like, pick him up a like dole whip with the pineapple upside down cake and i'm like oh follow me we're to a nice cool air conditioned place with entertainment where you can eat this it'll be great mm -hmm. so like it. so essentially if you construct a wily e. coyote-esque trap uh yes you can lure him. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, so let's let's bring it right let's bring it around to treats before we wrap up uh do we have like I think we should all go around and like on the topic like what are what's our Mount Rushmore of treats like oh, man. like if we build it together I mean Jason I think you probably as soon as I said that you could list off your your favorites we've we've did a little of it already but I I, I was gonna say like wait how, don't I do this every episode it's um, <laughs> <laughs> a good point and also can can a Mount Rushmore is a Mount Rushmore allowed to have fifteen presidents. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. This Mount, okay. Our Mount Rushmore of treats can have up to fifteen, but doesn't have to have fifteen. Up to fifteen. Just in that ballpark, you know. It's I think a long cliff wall. There's plenty of room. I think it'll be more fun if we build our Mount Rushmore together. Actually, instead of having yeah, that's probably because I feel I'm having like so much anxiety right now trying to choose. Sure. Um, I will. I'll start. I'll start. I put a double scoop. Ice cream sprinkle waffle cone, uh, the the specifically the holiday sprinkles, the purple and orange sprinkles, with a scoop of strawberry and a scoop of cookie dough in the cone. That Whoa. is my first entry on to our Mount Rushmore. Holy cow, Jason! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go very specific. Candace, I wanted to ask if you had ever had these. I'm gonna go with zebra domes. Does everyone know what a yes. zebra dome is? Yes. I don't know that oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, you can only find them at the Animal Kingdom Lodge at Boma yes. the Buffet, or I think they have them in a, a cooler at the gift shop, like a, a fridge at the gift shop. It mm -hmm. is yep. uh, it's white cake. There are these little domes, uh, white cake with a coating of white chocolate ganache, a drizzle of dark chocolate ganache, 
and then in between the cake and the uh, ganache is, oh gosh, I don't know how to pronounce Ama Amarula liqueur mousse. Yeah, Ooh. moose domes. Moose, yeah, moose, they're essentially yeah, they're domes. moose boats. They're they're boozy, boozy moose domes. They're domes. so good. They're really good. They're so good. I don't think I ha- I don't think I've had I've had something maybe like that, but I certainly didn't have the one at Animal Kingdom. I mean, that sounds like a good. That's kind of honestly, that's that's kind of a fancier treat than I thought you'd go right off the bat. But I like the choice. Well, you know what? Part of the appeal is it's very specific and it's like exclusive. You know, it's got that theme park like exclusive to this like two locations. Oh, Jason, you're sending a photo of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who wants to go next? (laughs) I could could just sit it all out. I can't get nearly as specific as you can. These are the longest descriptors. I don't know. I get Mickey bars. I don't know. Mickey bars. All right. A Mickey bar from Scott. Don't you, Scott, don't you want to describe what it's like to eat it? Describe a Mickey, eating a Mickey bar like Joe Rody describing the Las Vegas strip on Instagram. <laughs> to pierce the shell. Uh, it, a, a hard outer shell that makes you wonder, could there be anything soft inside? Or is it so brittle that... It, once I make my way through, it will only be nails and shock. But no, once you pierce the chocolate shell, what is inside but sweet, soft vanilla ice cream, flavors that are opposites and yet work in concert together. And wow. it is harmony that the ice cream ingredients must have and harmony that we must have as beings on this earth. Wow. Clap. I feel like this was That's ready. Wow. I just went, I went into a roadie trance. <laughs> that was good uh, i won't make you do Man. that Ken. i won't make you do it i, was, I can't top that yeah but you could just say I yeah was, is there a, what, what treat would you add to this this rock this giant um, rock? there is one there is one that johnny and i have many a times gone completely out of our way for because it's at the contemporary resort and it is the peanut butter pie oh interesting mm. I, i've not had this johnny either. Johnny loves this pie so much and we've literally gone completely out of our way to get to the contemporary to get him the pie. And I've even had times where like I went with my cousin one time to uh, magic kingdom without Johnny and to bring him home a peace offering for leaving him home. I went after I walked from magic kingdom to the contemporary got the peanut butter pie and then brought this like happiness home to him. And he like, he couldn't even be mad. It's his favorite thing in the entire world. Wow. Where, his favorite Disney dessert ever. Where do you find that? The Contempo Cafe, the Wave? What are we talking here? Yeah, it's, just a, it's at the Contempo Cafe. Okay. They have it in like the little case that they would have the cupcakes and all that good stuff. Sure. There. Yeah, he loves it. Have you ever? Tr- I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just, it's, oh, it's so good. It is good. <laughs> Have you ever tried to make it? No, because I. So there's been a few things that we've gotten in the parks that I've been like, I probably could figure out how to make this, but unless I had a recipe, it would be a little tricky to figure some of the bits out, if that makes sense. Like it wouldn't be exactly the same. And therefore I don't know that he would like it as much. Right. You would want it to be perfect. And it's, there's a couple elements that would be a little off probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. I mean, I, next time I get there, I would like to do that. That sounds good. I need to try Jason's treat too. 
Uh, so I guess let's let's we'll stick with four right now. So our Mount Rushmore of treats is double scoop sprinkle ho- uh, Halloween cone. Jason, what's the name of yours? Uh, zebra dome. Zebra dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Contempo peanut butter pie and Mickey bar. I mean that's a good mix, I think, because Mickey bar is a classic. The ice cream is kind yeah. of a classic, and those other two are uh, fancy, delicious treats. Yeah. And uh, Teddy Roosevelt's uh, still on there too. He's not. A, he's not a treat, but uh, you know, just a nod to the original <laughs> Mount Rushmore. He's just there. <laughs> he's, he's just hanging out. Oh wait, what? What if he's, he's eyeing it? it? It's fogging up his glasses. He's uh, he's so hungry. <laughs> and he's got uh, rock, knife, and fork with his hands. <laughs> and his tongue's sticking and out. And his tongue is sticking mm, out. Num, num. He's very excited. Just ready to rip. Ready to rip all these desserts. <laughs> hey, he's an animatronic too. He's he's multiple times an animatronic in Hall of Presidents and American Adventure. Two uh attractions mm. uh, that Johnny won't go on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> should he He sh- there should be an animatronic of him with a knife and fork somewhere in the parks. Is there an animatronic with a knife and fork that we can think of real quick before we we're done here? Mm. Um, yeah, is anyone eating or about to eat dessert? This guy- oh, oh, wait, wait, I think maybe Molly and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Oh, oh. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because he's got a spinning dinner, right? <laughs> I'm trying to look it up now. <laughs> J- Jason's nightmare, a spinning dinner. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up because I'm pretty sure you run him in, like... He's sitting at a table. Oh, you know what? He may only have a food in his head, like a. He is eating, but he does not have a fork and knife. I'm seeing. It looks like a turkey leg, uh, though, that he has. Yeah, I'm seeing a picture of Mole with uh, a turk, like a, a dr- maybe a drumstick in his hand. Yeah, maybe he just got a turkey leg in the park, and he's like, "I'll just get back to work now." And he looks like he's been caught. He yeah. he looks like he's like not supposed to be eating that. Yeah, he maybe isn't. Maybe not. Are there a lot of treats and rides? I'm sure, like, like Pleasure Island and Pinocchio's during Journey for sure. There's a lot of like candy canes and uh, cupcakes and stuff. I mean, is is that the treatiest uh, ride potentially? Am I for what? I mean, there's a lot of honey and Winnie the Pooh, and that's a treat to him. Yeah. Love there that. you go. Yes, that's probably the most food centric, at least at least that I can think of at the there's moment. The sushi on Monsters know. Inc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's rum py- on pirates. If that's a treat, I guess rum is a treat <laughs> to some extent. Uh, to some extent. Uh, are there? Uh, there's no. I guess there's food. There's food in um, in the haunted mansion in the yeah, dining room. Yeah, they have there's a spread. That- there's that one scene in Rise of the Resistance where they all stop dead in their tracks and say, let's all have a big glass of blue milk, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's only that's only a, like one out of every eight rides. You get that. Yeah, it's one of the paths. Not everybody knows about that one. I'm not sure everyone's gotten it. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's really fun just to watch everybody like get along for a minute and then get back to the chase. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the first it's the first milk drinking animatronic. The Kylo Ren animatronic. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Candace, the thoughts on blue and green milk? I love blue milk. Yeah. Green milk is not my favorite. Mm. But but I have gotten um, out here. We have the adult versions of the beverages, and 
they are both very nice as adult beverages. And I would go so far as to say that the green one is better as the adult version. And the blue one. That's the one I had. Yeah. I think the the flavor on its own lends itself more to a, you know, a margarita adjacent drink. And so it's kind of weird on its own without alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How about butter beer? Yes. No. Too sweet. Yes, but I, this is another one Johnny and I agree on. So then when he orders their beer, it's a little sad for me, but I prefer it in its natural form. Johnny prefers the slushy version. I agree with you. I agree with you. The more soda one. I feel like you don't, you don't get the full effect of the foam if you're drinking it through a straw. Agreed. And then what's the point? What's the point? <laughs> the foam is fun. Um, is that there's hot too, right? They have hot now. Yeah. I've not. Hot's I have, good. I like hot. What's your ranking? What, what's your ranking, Jason, of the types? Uh, cold, hot, frozen. Frozen last. Frozen last. And what about? Have you had butterbeer fudge? Uh, I, I can't remember if I've had butterbeer fudge. I've had the butterbeer pot de creme. Again, mo- a moose, a moose kind of. Ah, that is oh. very sweet. Interesting. I've had the butterbeer fudge. It's good for like a bite, but it's so insanely sweet. Yeah. Um, but I I appreciate the effort. I appreciate what they were trying to do. <laughs> I don't want to insult the bakers at Universal. Hey, uh, uh, Candace, these parks open back up. What's the what's the first treat you're you're going for? What's the thing you'll be the most dying to have oh. after a bunch of months off? I feel like I want a churro really badly. I think that that's my ultimate like safe bet, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what is going on in my life, what I shouldn't, shouldn't be eating. Like, because I only like Disney parks churros. So it's like, and I don't know why, but nobody else does it the way that they do. I haven't found one somewhere else that I've been like, "Hmm." No, mm. not no, no. Just not the same, huh? Very specific about Disneyland and Disney World churros. He- I won't even get the ones at at uh like Disney Springs or Downtown Disney. Like there's different like churro stands that they'll have, but I won't even get those. It's not the same. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, well. I always tell Johnny I don't know what he's gonna do when I'm pregnant and we're in Cleveland and I'm like, oh, I want a churro or I want a Dole Whip, and then what's he gonna do? <laughs> have to import them from like he'll have to have like somebody go to the park and send them in the mail. Yeah, which that'll be Mike's full time job when you move to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, churro mailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hey, if it's lucrative, I mean it won't be, but if it is. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm trying to think of any other Orlando hotspots. Do you have you have you guys been to the Doctor Toothsome Chocolate Emporium at City Walk? Yes, yes, we have. Um, any f- and yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's the food isn't like out of this world, but the concept of it's cool and like yeah, I don't know. We go there once in a once in a while, right? It, I had like a shake there. Yeah. And it was, it was good. You have to get it. You have to get one, but yeah. But see out at, at a Johnny lost his mind when, um, downtown Disney got a salt and straw. Oh, right. Like we would rather go there and get ice cream there. Every single time we go and stay in a hotel out there, he, we have to get salt and straw and he gets whatever the seasonal flavor is. Gotcha. If, so have you it, loves it. So have you tried like most of the flavors at Salt and Straw? 
Yeah, we've had some shipped to our house before too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's very serious, especially about ice cream. Hey, Jason can appreciate so, that. Much respect. Much respect. <laughs> ice cream and donuts, then we have we have like he's very very intense about those things. Very serious business when we're dealing with donuts and ice cream. Interesting. What so what do you you have flavors in your house at all times of ice cream? No, because so we won't have there's some things we can't have in the house at all times, which is why I can't bake all the time because if this stuff is just sitting in the house, he's going to eat it. Right. And he's always like on the most strict diet ever. So we won't have full on ice cream. He will eat it. I mean, we've had it, we've had it where we've gotten like salt and straw. We'll order it and we're like, okay, well, you know, cheat days in a week. So we'll, they'll just sit in the freezer for a little bit. And then halfway through the week, he's like, maybe we'll just share one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, or he's like, or maybe I'll just have a bite or two. I'm like, you're never, you are not going to just eat a bite yeah. of ice cream. Like yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. That's not how it works. Never. Impossible. Yeah. No. He's like how my cats in food. If you just leave it out, <laughs> they'll eat the entire bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and just choke on the ground. <laughs> do you yeah. guys, do you get, do one cheat day a week? Is that, uh, how it you depends. Do it? Um, right now we are. And it's taken a while because like Johnny was like a little heavier when he was younger. And so like, he's really come, like he's lost a lot of weight and he's come a long way and, but he's still in his mind hasn't accepted that he has physically changed his metabolism. Mm -hmm. And like, like it's a concept he just, he will not accept. And so if we do have a cheat day, he thinks he just put on like 50 pounds. And I'm like, but you definitely didn't. You still have like 20 abs. Like we're, we're you're good. <laughs> and um, so right now, because um, we don't have like a takeover on the horizon or anything of that nature, he'll have like one meal or like a day a week, depending on how he feels. But um I am more likely to have like one a week, right. but if we get really, if it's like a, a takeovers on the horizon, then we will kind of, I, I'm trying to be more aware of his needs and I will try to not just eat whatever I want, whenever I want, because he'll go like three, four weeks without any kind of cheat meal. And it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> then he, and in, he indulges after, which is when we usually do our like, Disney trips or we almost always have a Disney trip plan right around takeover because he can just eat anything and everything he wants. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's when he'll get like cartons of and cartons of ice cream shipped to the house or like brownies and yeah, it gets crazy. Yeah. And then, for th- and then, and then he gets sick and we're a little sad for a second, but <laughs> um, so you guys, what basically what you're saying is you, you get the hell beat out of you and then you uh, reward yourselves for <laughs> yes. Yes. We, well, you know, I, I learned that when your body is healing, you need extra calories Absolutely. so that your body can heal. So we, we need the extra calories and that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for the listener, a uh, takeover is like a big uh, wrestling event where there's like big, uh, like kind of uh, longer matches. I don't know how I would describe it. Bigger matches. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's like our big, uh, like, um, I just don't even, it's, it's, it's our pay-per-view show right. and it's, it's a kind of big deal for us because there's more, a little bit more, there's more eyes on us. And usually, it, usually there's a lot more on the line at those. So 
it's, it's kind of call it like a culmination like having little story little lines. mini super bowls you know <laughs> like little mini super bowls along the way and that's our takeovers right um, every single one of them feels like the biggest day ever i don't know how johnny has done so many of them and is not stressed out every single time oh yeah i mean from watch watching them is like it does feel like it would be the most draining in a good way like i mean i've been to one yeah. live and it's just it's exhaust like you're like whoa i really like saw some crazy crazy events because everyone is so excited and it's the culmination oh, yeah. of so many storylines and stuff so yeah, there's no better thing to do than just treat yourself a little after oh yeah <laughs> i mean everyone's earned it for for god's sake so if only this uh, mount rushmore that we invented was a, a real place <laughs> and um you could just go yeah, to, uh, devour it uh, Jason, Jason thinks every uh, podcast taping is like a takeover for him. Uh, yeah, I leave it all on the floor. I leave it all. Good. He's in. All he's out in, there. He's in bed for weeks. This is it. I, we started. We started at nine a.m. California time, and and with the current situation, and well, yeah, let's say with the current situation, this is the earliest I have been awake in a month. <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was i was wondering yeah what your average wake-up time has been lately i've i've been doing the the 2 a.m to 10 a.m uh sleep okay. shift or 3 to 3 to 11 so uh okay. yeah. well then you know well then just have a couple gallons of ice cream and then get to bed at noon yeah <laughs> well it's not that far <laughs> off <laughs> um well do we have any what uh, anyone else have any thoughts on treats any closing thoughts on treats uh you lo we love them we love to see you <laughs> yes. love to see I was gonna say that they're just they're just great <laughs> yeah they're just treat great. yourself <laughs> treat yourself that's yes everyone especially now during treat this yourself. time treat yourself um scott what do you think you're you're the least treat centric um, of the of of us uh, that's, that's kind of true, but it was nice to talk about them, talk about things that we can't have, live vicariously through people uh, in the past who could have treats. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Candace, thank you. Thank you for making treats. Thank you for providing them to hungry theme park goers uh, for so, so many years. Thank you for your, your service. And, uh, you, you, you survived podcast the ride. I did thank, it. You for, uh, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, let's exit through the, the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, I would feel silly if I did not add that you can catch NXT on USA 8 p.m. Wednesday nights. And uh, I have no crazy interesting name on Twitter or Instagram other than at Candice LeRae. Great. So creative. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a showy name or anything. It's easier. The more you have weird little, you know, nicknames and stuff, then nobody can remember it. So, yeah. uh, um, uh, wait, you called yourself something else though. Like, uh, oh. wait, there's something about something about pixie or pint size uh, pixie. Pint size pixie. Okay, mm -hmm. so you don't go by pint size pixie, but you will answer to pint size pixie. You know, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so awesome. when we, yeah, so you'll have to come back when we're all allowed to see human beings again in person. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great um we who knows when that'll happen but as soon as it does uh we'll make that happen um so. and maybe maybe i'll i'll convince johnny to go on one of these attractions once everything is open again and tell him i've just missed it so much and then we will 
report back to you guys with how he uh, does. Yeah, I would love. <laughs> it would be very funny if like he got he went on all of those rides and then just gave a review. Yeah, all of them. His review, his review would maybe be yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything Scott said would would pale in comparison to the reviews of those rides uh, by Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get the, let's get this villain heat off of me a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, as for us, uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And there's uh, three bonus episodes every month at uh, patreoncom slash ride. That's the second gate. Lots of fun over there. Uh, anything else, fellas? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm a little hungry for something sweet. I'll be honest. <laughs> time for something That's sweet would say. time for something sweet yeah. is Winnie the Pooh would say Jason what are you going to eat for yeah. Jason what are you going to eat next well Michael I am eyeing a Reese's uh, little mini Easter bunny that is sitting <laughs> on this table and it's got my name written all over it a bunny <laughs> like, it's shaped like a bunny yeah it's a little mini bunny Oh, okay. So it's a smaller. It's not a full size. It's a smaller. Rabbit. Yeah, it's not a full size. I'm not going to eat a full size <laughs> rabbit. No, don't be silly. <laughs> I'm just going to eat some uh, regular sized 11 a.m. chocolate. Okay, that's all right. All right. Well, I'm good. All right. Okay. Later. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson. Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.